0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. The Chicago Bulls select Kobe White. Levine with the runway! Lazy! Crossover, lead it. it up, or get out the way, Trey Young!
1: Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're on the Blue Wire Network. We're brought to you by betonline.ag. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. I'm here with Jason Pat. This is an emergency episode, Jason, because today... Adrian Wojnarowski got out his big microphone and he told the world the Chicago Bulls are moving forward with their plans to overhaul the front office. This is happening next week is when interviews are supposed to begin. The Bulls are moving forward with overhauling the front office before the season resumes, if it resumes at all, during uh, the suspension because of the coronavirus pandemic. The Bulls are getting on it. They're going to hold virtual meetings with several new names we now have added to the list. Uh, Jason, I spent the day looking at my Twitter mentions, people saying, Ricky, you guys did it. Congratulations. You fought for this. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm kind of thinking, ah, you know, it's nice that this is happening, but Woj didn't really tell us too much that we didn't already know. Uh, I do think that having the accelerated timeline is a reason to celebrate. I think that ultimately this is a good thing, but uh, as Woj reported, John Paxson's going to remain part of the organization. Uh, Gar Foreman is likely to remain part of the organization, or at least they're going to have some talks with him and see what his role may or may not be moving forward. So I'll just start this off, Jason. How did you feel when you saw the Woe's report, and uh, you know what's been going through your head the last few hours
2: since it's been announced? So when I first saw the first tweet, I was like, I got, got kind of excited he was he, the first week was basically just like bulls moving forward with like uh formal process to hire a new lead executive with like full like authority and decision making it's like oh yeah this is great and then like he did like a follow-up like a few like a few seconds later that was john paxton will stay in an advisory role and they're going to talk to gar Foreman about another role later and i was like well this isn't all that new like this is kind of we've talked about this a while. And, Joe Cowley, Casey Johnson, the local guys have been kind of been reporting this since going back to the All Star break. How there would be a new like high, like lead decision maker in that front office, and that Paxson would probably move off to the side into that kind of advisory role, and that Foreman was kind of up in the air, like that he might get like a scouting role. And I know Cowley had had that the piece that came out recently that hinted that maybe he'll be gone altogether, but now Woe just saying maybe he stays. So it's like I want to again, yeah, it is good, it is moving in the right direction that allegedly. They will be hiring somebody with the quote-unquote like full authority there, but again, the fact that they still that Paxson is going to still be around and that Foreman might be around too, it's still just it's still kind of like well, like how, will will they will that new guy truly have authority? They're gonna enter. You mentioned that they have, we have some new names here. Apparently, Casey had mentioned a few of these guys. In a mailbag a few weeks ago, Casey was flexing a bit on Twitter. It was kind of funny because Woj comes out this huge report, Woj bomb. This thing goes national. But and then Casey is kind of like you know like as we reported uh, like a few weeks ago, like I had mentioned these names here. But these names were, were now we have Bobby Webster, Toronto Raptors GM, uh, Denver Nuggets GM Arturus Karnasovis. I don't know if I said that right. Then we have Chad Buchanan, who's been mentioned before, uh, and then Adam Simon from the Miami Heat. He is. Uh, what exactly is he's like the executive, like VP of like player personnel or something like that. Cowley was talking a bit about how the Bulls are like looking like hard at Miami and how they want to, uh... Kind of like copy their structure their whole front office deal they got there he is the vice president of basketball operations is adam simon so that they want to mimic their structure and that the, he mentioned like goran draggers and derrick jones jr as possible free agents they're looking at that that's for another time keeping on the front office thing though it's kind of funny that the bulls are looking at miami as a team they want to mimic when jimmy Butler's in miami now but again we'll, we'll pass that up so on one hand it is i think it is good again that they are they are moving forward with this you mentioned this accelerated timeline i think that's great getting that over with that's and getting it done quickly and kind of jumping one while the iron's hot instead of waiting until the season resumes or the season finishes and then doing something later i think the fact they want to get this in place is good again it's still a wait and see for me to see how this actually would work to see what paxton and foreman are actually where they actually go and how that all happens So yeah, still it's it's definitely a a step in the right direction. We'll see. Also, in terms of Jim Boyle and Kate and Casey's report today, he again says that Reinsdorf and Paxson want Boyle and they want the new hire to be have an open mind about him, but that ultimately it will be this new hire's. He'll make the final call on him, but, they, again, they want him to be an open mind. I, I mean, that's ridiculous at this point. Like, just fire Jim Boylan. You can fire him now. I know why they aren't firing him now. They'll let the new guy come in. I would assume a new guy, if he truly does have full authority, he will get rid of Jim Boylan. But that's that's going to be a decision looks like made for another time.
1: Yeah, so the exciting phrase in the initial woes tweet was that Bulls have started a process to hire a new top executive with full authority authority. of basketball (laughs) decisions, right? But then he says that Paxson's going to stay on, Foreman likely to stay on. So let's focus on that full authority. There's a very obvious first move that anyone who takes this job should want to make, and that's firing Jim Boylan. Now, we know that Boylan has full throttle support from everyone that already exists in the Bulls organization. John Paxson loves Jim Boylan. Michael Reinsdorf, Jerry Reinsdorf, by all accounts, love Jim Boylan. So that's the first test. Now, one thing that I was sort of uh, projecting on as we've been talking about these reports that have been out there for the last few months is that I believe that Paxson was sort of pushing for this change as a way to take heat off of himself. And Casey Johnson came flat out and said it today that John Paxson was the driving force Behind sort of making this He's happen He's been saying that for a
2: while Like he said that in a mailbag a couple weeks ago That Paxson was supposedly driving this whole thing Continue Okay so uh,
1: Paxton's gonna be around Like as much as We would all love for a full House cleaning It wasn't gonna happen I wrote a long column on SBNation.com When these initial ports came out That you know this sounds good but it's not good enough And my overall opinion on these reported moves hasn't changed. I still think it's not good enough. I think that as long as Paxson is still around, and to a lesser extent Foreman, even though I don't think Foreman has had much power in recent years, I don't think he'll have much power moving forward if he's still with the organization, but especially Paxson and sort of his little gang of friends there, his brother Jim (laughs) Paxson, Doug Collins, all these guys uh, as long as those guys are still around, it's going to plant the seed of doubt in your mind. Every right. time there's something a little questionable, every time you wonder, well, was this a Paxson-motivated move or was this from the new guy? You're going to have that seed of doubt, and that's a huge bummer. The easy thing to do is to clean house, to let the new GM totally assemble his front office. And here's the other thing, Jason. Like We both know the Bulls are cost-conscious— If they fire Jim Boylan, which we say is going to be an easy move, you're paying another coach. Even though I do believe Boylan's the lowest paid coach in the NBA, he's a cheap coach, he'll be easy to fire. But, you know, you're, then you're going to have to hire a new guy who knows how expensive that new coaching hire will be. Hopefully they go out and get, you know, a name brand, if not someone with he- pri- prior head coaching experience, then someone who other teams would be interested in as a top assistant or someone who coming from the college level, uh, or maybe even the international game, someone with some real name power and name recognition behind them. It's going to be costly. But that brings me back to Paxson, who is certainly making, like, over seven figures, right? To have his job in the Bulls front office. I've never seen John Paxson's salary reported, but you have no to idea. guess, given his title, he's making over a million dollars a year. So why not just fire Paxson <laughs> if we're so worried about money and all this? And that's just, like, one huge chunk of salary you could lose and let the new guy sort of reshape his front office from there. Now, uh, by all reports, the Bulls are making a serious investment in this front office overhaul. Uh, Part of the initial report was that the Bulls were going to, like, hire... You know, higher up their scouting department yep. And sort of their analytics team And all this Instead of just being like one guy with a computer Which has been reported before About the Bulls' current front office structure They're actually going to flesh out the organization uh, So all this is good But I still don't think it's good enough I still think that Paxson and Foreman should be fired But I am going to allow myself To get a little bit excited Because what I'm hoping is that Paxson is going to take a step back He's going to think, you know what, maybe maybe the retirement life isn't so bad. Maybe I can stick around, accept a paycheck, and just let this new guy do whatever he wants to do, and maybe Paxson won't be trying to, you know, wedge his voice into every discussion. That's my hope, that John Paxson can, in a best case scenario, gets a paycheck, but like won't and really no, feel no motivated. Show job. Yeah. Yeah, a no-show job. Yeah, no-show job. I mean, if I'm a Reinsdorf, I don't want to pay him a million dollars a year for a no-show job, that's for sure. But for Bulls fans, that would be the best-case scenario. John Paxson really takes a step back and uh, just really doesn't care as much anymore. So however this ends up playing out, I do think that Bulls fans deserve to be a little bit excited. And there are some pretty interesting names on this list. We can run through them right now that Woj and previously
2: Casey Johnson have report it. Yeah. I mean, the Bobby Webster thing, I know that a lot, obviously they won the title. They've had some great player development, some of the moves that they've made. Uh, so that there was, I know, I haven't read the whole thing, but there was a great article on the athletic that came out, I think a big feature on him. So, I mean, obviously that's super, I mean, you look at the team that won the title last year and the, their player development, with their young players, the guys they've the guys, they brought in. And that kind of stuff, like, obviously that's super attractive. That sounds great. The nuggets guy, or tourist campus. Obviously, they've got a young team that they've and they've developed their young players like uh, the Heat as well. They have a great. They have. I mean, people always again we they talk we mentioned how the Bulls allegedly want to like mimic them. I mean, everyone raves about the Heat culture. So grabbing a guy from there, I mean, that makes sense. We've talked about Buchanan a bit. Uh, I know these ga- like I know these aren't like big names, and I will point out this and this is reported by several places. Again, it was they kind of shut down that whole Sam Pre- uh, Sam Pressy thing. And, like, my, Masai Ujiri, if you wanted to go, like, really big. Like, they're not, obviously, it doesn't seem like they're going to go with a big name. They want to go with a more up-and-coming, more younger guy. And I know maybe people aren't totally thrilled about that. I know our guy, Matt uh, Bull, or, uh, Bulls blogger he had a long thread today about how he's kind of downplaying this news. But uh, kind of some of the similar stuff we're saying and that how these candidates are, like, they're fine, but, like, whatever. They're, they're like, whatever. First time – they'd be, like, first-time lead decision-makers and all that. But, I mean – I mean, whatever. Like I said, there there are there are some attractive names here coming from good good organizations that have developed their talent, that have scouted talent, and, and they've built up good teams. I mean, the Nuggets, Raptors, Heat, and uh, Pacers. I mean, they're all playoff teams. They're all teams that have been really just solid teams for the most part in recent history. So, I mean, I can't say like I don't like I'd have to look more into these guys. I'm not gonna I can't give you like in-depth backgrounds on these guys right now. But, I mean, it, it's these names seem to make sense. Like, if they're not going to go for a home run of Sam Pressy or a Ujiri, I mean, those guys probably wouldn't leave anyways. But if they're going to do this kind of thing, like, these names seem like guys that make sense.
1: Yeah, Matt had a great tweet. He said, Paxson is bad at this and has only gotten worse over time, so why should we trust that he'd be a good advisor? Anyone he assesses should be treated with skepticism unless they have demonst- demonstrated success with full authority type elsewhere. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. Like... Uh, what is Paxson's input really going to be in all this? And like I said, the best case scenario is that Paxson just doesn't really care anymore. And he kind of just fades into the background, collects his paycheck. And really, it's like a golden parachute type deal for a former executive retiring at a big corporation. That's the best hope for this. Uh, but, you know, I, I do think that you can find a great candidate without hiring Masayuji. You can find a yep. great candidate without hiring Sam Presti. Absolutely. And some of the reports out there about what it would have taken to get Presti previously, it was going to be like $10 million a year and a slice of ownership. Like there was just no way that was going to happen. I do think certainly that cost is going to be a really big thing for the Bulls here. I don't think that the Bulls are going to break the bank on one of these candidates. I think that the Bulls aren't so much going to hire the best candidate, they're going to hire the best candidate for their price range. So the guy I would like is Wagner because of everything he's done for Toronto and helping shape that organization into a championship level one. That's Webster. What did I say, Wagner? Wagner. Bobby Wagner, of course, was a former linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks, and I've made this mistake... Several other times today. So, Bobby Webster, not Bobby Wagner, though. You know, I'd take Bobby Wagner, the old linebacker, over guard Pax at this and point, too. But Bobby Webster, I think, would be the best candidate uh, because of his background with the Raptors and because of all the player personnel success they've had there, player development success they've had there. I'll say right now, I will be shocked if they get him because I think you would really have to pony up to pry him away from Jerry, who clearly has a lot of trust and a lot of faith in him. And I just don't see the Ronsdorfs opening up their wallet to that extent to go get him. Chad Buchanan was the first name mentioned. And now that Woj is saying that, you know, this person will have full control, full autonomy over basketball operations, perhaps Chad Buchanan is someone they can get now because he's been working under Kevin Pritchard so you know if Paxson's really taking a step back I assume that someone like Chad Buchanan coming from a good organization like the Pacers but not a championship level one would probably be a little bit cheaper and then some of these other names I believe it's Michael Winger from the Clippers he was at OKC before googling him his LinkedIn profile comes up and it still says he's working at the Thunder at OKC so Uh, I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one who never updates my LinkedIn profile, but there's some other good names in here as you ran down, and uh, I think any of these guys could potentially be good. My top pick would be Bobby Webster, uh, but I I very much doubt the Bulls are going to get him, and I do like, though, that they're targeting people from winning organizations like the Heat, the Jazz, the Raptors,
2: the Nuggets. I think that that's, that's the right approach. Yeah, I guess with the the Webster thing, maybe you just hope since Ujiri is there, and I mean, I know that like the Knicks have gone after him, and other teams have, have tried like have had dalliances with him. That maybe he's since Ujiri is there, and he's obviously the guy there. That maybe Webster wants to like break out of his under out under those wings, and, and if he actually did have the full authority, maybe he would do that again. It might depend on if the Bulls paid up enough. Us, but maybe that would be attractive to him for a big organization like the Bulls, who should be who should be attractive uh, to have that chance at being the lead decision maker. Maybe he would do that, and he wouldn't. They wouldn't necessarily need to like give him like huge money. But we'll see. I guess. Yeah. I mean, he seems like he'd be really good. Again, I don't know like these guys super in depth. We'll have to read read up more about them. But but yeah. I mean, yeah. And you mentioned like about Bulls fans being excited. I will let them be excited. Like I know I was kind of downplaying it when the first came out, but I mean Bulls fans have been hoping. I've been praying, hoping and praying for any type of changes. So the fact that we're at least getting something and getting something soon, I think that's a good sign. But you got to fire Boylan. That's an
1: yeah. easy oh, yeah. first move, right? <laughs> like, if Boylan doesn't get fired, then whoever takes the job really doesn't have that much authority because we know the Ryan's door, so we know and loves him already. So first move, fire Boylan, get that done on day one, and then take it from there. And, you know, if that happens and if they actually have – a big coaching search and it can lead them to a great coach. It's been a while since the Bulls hired a great coach. Uh, I think that that would go a long way towards making me more optimistic about the long term health of the franchise. Get a great coach in there, and then they still have a ton more work to do, obviously. Uh, and you got a lot of pieces in this rebuild that you have to wonder how much they actually fit or what the ceiling really adds up to. I think there's gonna to have to be some hard choices made about the current core in terms of who to keep, who to let go of. So it will be really nice to get a new voice in the mix, a new lead decision maker who can make some of these tough calls, who isn't gonna be beholden to someone like Lowry Markkinen or Zach Levine because of you know, the package, because we sent out Jimmy Butler to get him. So you're gonna have a fresh perspective, that's all good. Uh, and the Bulls still have a very long rebuild in front of them, but, you know, it can't be a bad thing, right? Like, that's my main takeaway from all this. While I still don't think it's good enough, and while I think the Paxson should be fired, it can't be a bad thing to be doing this, and, uh, it, you know, if Bulls fans feel like they won the lottery today, I don't blame them, (laughs) because we gotta be happy about something during these crazy times.
2: Yeah, last point here, Collie did mention that, allegedly, the Bulls front office, or ownership whatever is hoping that this new hire or hires will be quote-unquote aggressive on the trade front this was kind of kind of tucked this in this news into a thing about larry marketing about and his situation about how maybe marketing is a guy that they might look to move if he's still unhappy because we heard those reports about how he's not thrilled with what has happened this year obviously He's taking a step back or he just really hasn't taken a step forward. So, yeah, that, that'll be for a, con- a conversation for another time They'll, that when they do hire somebody and we start looking at this core and what they have to do. But uh, we that'll be it for us now for this emergency pod. We will be recording again on our usual Sunday nighttime. We're going to have a special guest, uh, Kelly Dwyer. We're going to talk about some – we'll probably talk about this a bit with him. He's a longtime Bulls fan. He's got – what's his um, – He's got a new. He's got a newsletter, like a subscription thing, right? Yeah, like,
1: Kelly Dwyer's got his yeah. own uh, NBA newsletter that he's yeah. been doing for a while. He's great. No one is better at talking about the '90s Bulls than Kelly Dwyer, so it's going to be great to get some more perspective on the dynasty years,
2: especially with the last dance coming out. Moved up. Uh, it will April be April nineteenth, right? Is it April nineteenth that's coming out yeah, Sunday? they're going to be. Ten hours, two. I think two, uh, two hours each night over five weeks. So that's gonna be awesome that they did end up moving that up from June. Everyone was clamoring for it, and we got it. So it'll be here in a couple weeks. And yeah, we'll definitely talk about that with Kelly. We'll talk about, like I said, we'll probably talk about the current bulls a bit, and just like just a lot of stuff about the bulls in general because he's always, he's always great. If you ever read any of his stuff on the bulls, he's he's great. He's got some of that pessimistic, sarcastic kind of not bulls nihilism in him as well so that'll be a lot of fun no one very few people have been
1: a bigger influence on my own writing career than kelly Dwayne. so it'll be an honor to have him on the podcast and it'll be good to talk about the dynasty years so until then we're out we'll see you guys in a few
2: days this has been an emergency podcast and uh, yep, yep, we'll talk yep, to you guys yep,
1: soon
2: yep and shout out as always bet online blue wire pods please go rate and review us check us out google there's Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places. We'll talk to you guys later. See you in a few days. Kelly Dwyer will be a fun pod. Take it easy, guys.
3: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com bluewire.